Hi there, Michael Zuber. Thanks for listening to the One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that the book One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible? Yes, to all my podcast listeners out there, One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible. Go check it out and please leave a five-star review. Have a great day. Good morning, everyone. How are we doing today? Saturday, June 6th. And yes, we do daily financial news seven days a week. And yes, seven days a week means we include Saturday. So if you like getting your financial news in the morning, do me a favor and hit that uh, subscribe button, thumbs up, all of that good stuff. Uh, Today, a lot of interesting stuff, most of it being a look back to Friday. Uh, First and foremost, kind of shout out to those that have been investing in the stock market, specifically if you've been putting new capital to work for the last eight to 10 weeks, uh, you probably look uh, looking pretty good. Uh, I just took some numbers down because I was shocked at some of the results. Uh, For example, American Airlines uh, was up 77.1% in a week. Uh, American Airlines was kind of singled out very early on as the airline with the most debt and was highlighted as the one that, hey, you know what, if if we're going to lose one, uh, American Airlines was very quickly selected by the market. But when you get uh, the Fed behind you and the Fed gives you uh, billions of dollars, allows you to raise capital, uh, you have uh, a pretty nice backstop. So, uh, up big time. And then they came out and talked about adding new routes, uh, basically showing very early signs that the airline industry is back. Let's just remember headlines can be misleading. By all accounts, airline traffic is down over 80% uh, across the board. Uh, So when folks talk about even a doubling of passengers, it's still 60% below 2019. We are going to see some very encouraging statistics probably for the rest of the year across lots of things, airlines and hotels being the greatest example, right? If a hotel goes down to 90, loses 95% of occupants, it could theory show 500% growth in occupancies and still be at 25, you know, only have 25% of the rooms filled. We're just going to have to watch this. The headlines are going to be purposefully skewed towards percentages versus absolute numbers. So just be careful. Another big winner of the day was Chesapeake Energy. Uh, It seems just like yesterday, oil was trading at negative $37 a barrel uh, as the futures contract expired. Uh, I have oil down somewhere else here, close to $40 a share. Frankly, most U.S.-based oil producers can at least break even at that. Uh, $32 was the number, if I remember correctly, from a few months ago when I looked it up. Uh, so again, the oil industry is coming back, um, which is just nice to see as, as you know states open up. Uh, Apple, just to also talk about one of the, the FANG stocks, Apple hits an all-time high yesterday. So again, if you've been investing in the stock market, you have belief... Um, Congratulations. It's it's been a fun ride. It's it's uh you know, don't forget that uh, bulls make money, bears make money, but uh, pigs get slaughtered. So don't, you know, be 
be careful. Uh, but again, congratulations. That's uh, that has to feel good. Uh, a couple of other things. It looks what I'm looking for because I think a lot of the discussion today, and really the last 24 hours, has been about the employment number. And I think most folks have the unemployment number wrong. Um, what I mean by that is. A lot of people are talking about the how the number is constructed, why it's different this time, why you can't believe it. Well, I've been watching that number for years, and if not decades, and it's always noisy. It's always got problems. It's always got a you know all these factors in it, right? The number has been put together in this way uh, for long enough for me to say, you know, it's it's. What for what is for me is it's a trend line. And, and what we just saw is an inflection point. And what I am looking for now is a real estate investor who looks at the consumer and cost of capital, right? That's what I do every day. I am looking to see if consumers see this good news and get even more encouraged, right? We We have had a bad 10 weeks, 12 weeks, and uh, we are on the hunt for any bit of good news. And I'm, and without question, yesterday was good, even though you could still say we're above double digits and all of that stuff. Uh, in order to get off the bottom, you got to turn around. And I think yesterday uh, was the turnaround. Uh, so we're going to be looking for the animal spirits, see if consumption, see if investments. We're going to really see if risk appetite increases. Uh, we all know that there has been a skewing of investment in the top five stocks, right? I think uh, the top five stocks were 20% of the S&P and uh, some larger percentage of, of the NASDAQ 100. Uh, so we're going to see if there's a rotation out and, and this starts to broaden out. And then we have to watch interest rates. That 210 spread was amazing to watch yesterday. It started the week, I think, at 0.65, and uh, the 10 year is now close to 1%. So that eventually is going to impact mortgage rates. Mortgage rates will go up. Uh, they might be down or be held down slightly in the short term, but um, the Fed is going to hold the short end down but they're not going to be able to impact mortgage rates. Mortgage rates are going to go up. And if mortgage rates go up even half a percent, that's going to start impacting uh, cost of ownership and things of that nature. So watch out. That's what I'll be looking for. Uh, clearly, the employment number yesterday kind of highlights that the stock market had it right, or at least early perception is this V-shaped recovery. You can see it in the chart. I mean, it's on, I mean, it's, you can't call it anything else but a V. It's not a U, right? It hit the March low of whatever it was, March 23rd, and bounced off like a trampoline, right? It's it's almost near the peak. Uh, so, I mean, did the stock market have it right? Did the Robinhood users have it right? And all the billionaire hedge fundy kind of guys had it wrong, including Warren Buffett? It's, it's going to be interesting. There's actually an RBC economist named Tom Purcelli. P-O-R-C-E-L-L-I. Uh, he came out, uh, I think it was this morning, certainly this morning when I read it, and said, watch out for June employment numbers. He said they could be as high as 10 million, meaning 10 million additional jobs added, not subtracted, added. That's on top of the surprise May reading of 2.5 million. 
So this is the highest number I've seen to date. I expect other numbers to come. Uh, but this this could this really could happen. Uh, if you look at the May numbers, it's pretty well publicized that the May survey was done in the middle of the month. We have had significantly more states open up since then. And and New York and California are opening up now, the big, big population hub. So uh, yeah, Tom, you know, Tom from RBC, he could be right. We could see 10 million um, jobs added in a single month, uh, which is, uh, which would be fun to see. Um, but I think in the end, I think, you know, the job recovery has started. And, you know, we can all argue about where it currently is. It's at, I forget, what was it at? 13.3% double digits. Is the number really 16 or not? Uh, again, I think you're missing the point. It's going to get better from here. The question, the debate we should be talking about is how long it will take A, to get under double digits. I think that's a psychological and psychologically important number because in the Great Recession, we peaked at 9.9%. So I think below 10% is important. So I think that should be a discussion. And then when do we get under, I don't know, five and a half, six percent 6%, I think is also an interesting point. Do we get to 3.5% unemployment? Uh, no, uh, I don't think that's even part of the discussion. I think normal unemployment rates, if you go back to, you know, to my Econ 101 degree, it's, is, uh, it's right around five and a half or six percent. So I think we need to start asking ourselves, when does it break 10 percent? And then when does it get under six percent? Um, those are the current discussions. I do not see uh, unemployment rate kind of reversing. Uh, so that's a good thing. And, and that should just be considered a good thing. And I, you know, I'm not here to argue, is it 13% or 16 or whatever? I think we're improving. Uh, on another side, the American Bankruptcy Institution uh, did highlight that bankruptcies, or i.e. Chapter 11s, uh, went up 48% year on year in May. Uh, most of those small businesses, the article highlighted that the only one of note of size was Hertz. Uh, but again, um, there's still a lot of pain, a lot of people, a lot of businesses running close to the edge uh, that couldn't uh, get through uh, the cash flow crunch of really no demand for two and a half or three months. Uh, so lots of pain still out there. Um, more pain to come. But again, it's it should be getting better from here, which is I'm just so happy to say. I did see uh, Roger Goodell, uh, the NFL commissioner, come out yesterday with a, a mea culpa. Uh, and admit uh, he and they were wrong uh, about uh, uh, what was going on. Uh, so I thought that was, uh, that really just shows at least, that shows that uh, the change is uh, being acknowledged as something that we all need to look at. Because uh, I guarantee you the NFL and Roger Goodell were not looking forward to doing that. Uh, but when, when you're wrong, you're wrong. And, and he admitted that. Uh on the oil front, again, we talked a little bit about oil when we talked about Chesapeake. OPEC and their allies have agreed to extend the production cuts uh, for another month. Uh, they were set to expire in June. They are now going to July, end of July. Uh, that cut is 9.7 million barrels. That's a very wise move. Um, you don't need oil going down to sub-$20 again uh, because you, you turn on production too soon. 
Uh, oil is getting close to $40. And here it is, $39.55. Uh, West Intermediate Crude, I think it is. Uh, so again, oil's back to 40 bucks. Again, the economy is opening. People are getting out. Uh, so uh, it's just good to see. It's I like to smile, and, and this makes me feel, feel pretty good. Uh, I think a couple more things to talk about. First off is the next and final round of stimulus is going to be a pretty hot topic the next 30 days. I think it's pretty clear from both sides there will be stimulus round number four. Uh, it's not clear what will be in it. There will be lots of horse trading. Uh, when you hear the Senate, uh, the Senate is talking about liability protect, protection, another check, right? Another 1200 uh, or 2000 right? There's talk about how much. Uh, they do want uh, incentives for restaurants and entertainment, uh, which I think is an interesting idea. Uh, I think this tax year you can only deduct 25% if you take a client out uh, and they want to do it 100%, which frankly makes sense, right? If you want to spur restaurant and entertainment, uh, that's an interesting idea. I give them credit for that. Uh, and then they, the Senate wants to help hospitals, right? Hospitals have been Hospitals' income statements have been crushed in the last three months. So there's, there's, I think there's general acknowledgement that uh, uh, there needs to be some help for hospitals. If you go out to the House, uh, the House has a whole different list and, frankly, bigger list. Uh, they want to help state and local uh, governments uh, big time. Uh, they want to help the unemployed uh, by extending the benefits from July to some further date. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of horse trading. Uh, I think we need to wait for what the Senate proposes because we've had the House bill, $3 trillion bill for quite a while. Uh, it will be interesting where this goes. Uh, I do see something happening, probably happening this month, you would hope, because uh, again, it takes a while for stuff to hit the street, so it will be interesting. And then finally, uh, on uh, Market Watch, uh, which is a site I read on occasion, uh, they had a money manager, Ben Inker, and Jerry Grantham, never heard of them. Uh, yeah, I could do a live Q&A sometime. That sounds like fun. Uh, just had a question pop up. Would I ever do a live Q&A? Sure. Um, I might do one after this and just see who shows up. Uh, actually, you know what, Jed? After I finish this one, I will shut down and I will start another one in five minutes, just a live Q&A and see who shows up. Uh, and then... Uh, so again, Ben and Jerry, they're talking, they're from the Boston Fund, talking about reducing their exposure to the stock market from 55% to 25%. Um, as I research these folks, they do talk about being generally bearish, but there's one point in the article I found interesting, and that is uh, the economy, when you look at the S&P 500 for price to earnings ratio, uh, it is in the top 10% of all time highs while the economy uh, is currently at the bottom 10%. And I'm like, well, I'm like, okay, well, that makes sense, right? And uh, the great cause of this is uncertainties, kind of where we go from here for the second half. So again, uh, these folks are generally bearish, uh, so you just have to know who's, who's talking about it. Uh, I did think, uh, I think that's a fair assumption, right? The S&P, the price to earnings ratio, given where we're back towards, January and February highs. And I don't think anybody here would think the economy is at that. So the price to earnings ratio are at an all time high um, where the economy is 
certainly at the bottom 10%. But we're coming out of it, so that is good. All right, so that's what I got for you today. Uh, I'm going to shut this down, try, uh, take a drink of coffee, and then we're going to do a live Q&A and see who shows up. All right, everybody, take care.